As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. We consider ourselves a guilty pleasure. The Mitch and Kathy Show. Every Tuesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or 3 to 5 p.m. Pack time on 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, or KCAARadio.com. This is Scientific American's 60-Second Science. I'm Steve Mursky. Got a minute? In 2016, the Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory, LIGO, made the first accepted detection of gravitational waves. So anytime you move a mass, it produces a gravitational wave. So black holes, like the ones LIGO detected, these are stellar mass black holes, about 10 times the mass of the sun. When they're in orbit... They're accelerating constantly, so constantly producing gravitational waves. Sarah Burke Spallor of the National Radio Astronomy Observatory in New Mexico at the annual meeting of the American Association for the Advancement of Science in Boston on February 18th. For gravitational waves produced by the acceleration of even bigger masses, we're going to need what's called the Laser Interferometer Space Antenna, or LISA. Now, if you think of much bigger masses, something like, you know, a million times the mass of the sun, these things are... 
in to the Commission and CX2 Hour every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 for your favorite old school jams. And to find out what's happening locally, check us out on the radio at 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, or online at kcaaradio.com. You can also listen in by calling 832-999-1050. Moms and dads, do you remember the fun you had going to the theater when you were a kid and watching great movies? I haven't had anything like it since I was a kid. You can share those moments and movies with your family. Well, then why didn't you say so? Using the new Spider app. Available for both your Apple and Android devices. It's a free download. I'd be a fool not to at that price. Treat your family to great entertainment. That's S-P-Y-D-A-R. Spider. Do it now. The Mortgage Voice is Jeff Barton, your mortgage advocate here on KCAA. Jeff informs you of the ever-changing mortgage industry. Mortgage loans can be confusing and overwhelming, but Jeff and his guests will help you understand the difference in various loans and help you own or keep your home. Trust is the major issue here, right? If someone doesn't trust you with their most intimate financial details and secrets, uh, it's going to be very hard for them to do a loan. Tune into The Mortgage Voice every Saturday afternoon at 3 and Sunday at noon here on KCAA. 1050 AM and 106.5 FM. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Do you know where you are? Well, you've done it now. You're listening to KCAA Loma Linda, your CNBC news station. So expect the unexpected. KCAA Radio now joins the Sunday morning worship services of the Pruitt Baptist Church in Van, Texas, with Pastor David McNary. If you have a Bible, turn with me to 1 Timothy, please. 1 Timothy. You know, I'm a simple guy, and I like things simple. How about you? Doesn't mean that we can't enjoy some complicated things, but I like it simple. Sometimes those complicated things help to stretch and challenge our minds and and help us to think about things. You know, we like reason and logic, but I like it when it's really simple so that I can make my decisions and, and it's always clear cut. Now, that's not always true in life, but I like it that way because simple is easily understood. And that's what I want us to see today. I want us to see it simply, and the subject is titled... Why Jesus came into the world. Why Jesus came into the world. Now, our tendency is to complicate it. Our tendency is to try to figure out how we can help God. You know, we want to help God out. Well, listen, I want to tell you something. God's got this matter in control. He's got it in control. But, you know, we like to discuss things. Sometimes we like to become philosophers. You know, we like to philosophize. I don't know if that's even a real word or not, but we want to become philosophers. We want to become historians and study things from a historical, only a historical perspective. And sometimes we want to be theologians. Now, theologians are interesting because some of them are haywire. Okay. Now, some of them do a really good job and some of them are able to keep things down to earth. I've often said that sometimes theologians become so smart that they become so educated that they are educated beyond faith. In other words, they can't just believe, they have to figure it out. I once had a a commentary written by a noted theologian, quote-unquote theologian, 
he didn't believe that when the axe head fell in the water, fell in the river, he didn't believe that the axe head did swim. The Bible says the axe head did swim. Now, we know that's an impossibility from our perspective, but nothing's impossible with God. And so what this guy said was, no, what really happened was when it fell in the water, he went and got a stick and he began to poke around in there until he finally stuck that stick back in the axe head and retrieved it. Which is easier to believe? You ever try to poke around in muddy water with a stick and find something? Well, if you think you can do that, then I'll tell you what you do. Take your wedding ring, go to the lake and toss it out there and go find it. Wow. You can do that with a little stick if you're like that theologian was. Well, let's think about this. Why did Jesus come into the world? Some say he came to set an example, and that he did. But that is not the primary reason that Jesus came into the world. Some say he came to show us God, and that he did. But that is still not the primary reason that Jesus came into the world. Others say that he came to make us all better people. And that he did and that he does. But that is not the primary reason that Jesus came into the world. Still others say, well, he came to teach us. He came to preach to us. He came to heal us. And that he did. But that is still not the primary reason that Jesus came into the world. So why did he come into the world? Well, that's our passage of Scripture. One verse. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. Paul writing to the young preacher Timothy says these words, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. I told you it was simple, didn't I? Why did he come into the world? Christ Jesus came into the world to save, save sinners. So Jesus came to save sinners. Now, why is that important? Because he recognized that we were in a dilemma. God recognized that we were in a predicament. God recognized, realized that. He knew it all along, but he realized that and he knew that Jesus was the only answer to our predicament. So first of all, I want you to notice the purpose. And the purpose is to save. I think it's interesting to notice Paul's choice of words in the beginning of this verse. He says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. Notice that. This is a faithful, this is a faithful saying. It literally means that the words that he is speaking are trustworthy. They are dependable. Do not hesitate, he would say, do not hesitate to believe what I am saying to you. Then he says, they are worthy of all acceptation. You see, one statement about what he was saying was not enough. He wanted to add to it. He wanted to duplicate. He wanted to say it Again, in a, in a more powerful statement, and he said it's worthy of all acceptation. That means it's a, this faithful saying is deserving of our complete acceptance. Now, what does that mean? It means you don't have to look any further. It means you don't have to question. You don't have to doubt. It means you don't have to 
philosophize about it. You don't have to put it into your mind and waller it around and study it. Now listen, if we do that, a lot of times what we do is we confuse things because we begin to add to it things that we have learned out in the world. Things that we have learned in other places. And so he said, don't do that. This word that I'm telling you is worthy of your acceptance. It's a faithful saying and it is deserving of your complete acceptance. Now folks, the word of the Lord is always, the word of the Lord is always trustworthy. Now if you go back to Psalm 19 or if you go to Psalm 119, you will study and you will hear what he says about the word of God. Listen to these words beginning in verse 7 of chapter 19 of Psalm number 19. He says, the law of the Lord is perfect. What is the law of the Lord? That's God's word. He says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, bringing salvation, in other words. He said, the testimony, and that's the word of the Lord, is, is sure, making wise the simple. You see, whenever we come to this word of the Lord, like we were talking about, I like things simple. Whenever you come to study what is simple and you listen, you pay attention, and you learn what it says, and you apply it to your life, then you're no longer simple. You're wise, you see. You have learned some of the wisdom of the Lord because he said, it's as simple as this, do this, and you become wise. And so he says, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Listen, you can depend on the word of God. The Word of God is true. Now listen to this. And it never changes. It never changes. It's not like our laws. It's not like our laws. Our laws change. The Word of God is the same forever and ever. Over in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verses 16 and 17, Paul wrote to the young preacher Timothy. He said this, All Scripture... That's the Word of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, I think that's interesting. You can study the Word of God and you can learn the doctrine, the teachings of God. You can study the Word of God and you can be reproved. He will help you to understand the things in your life that don't need to be there. He says you can study the Word of God and it'll help you correct those things in your life. You have to know about it first and then you can get it corrected through faith in Jesus. And then it will instruct you on how to live life in a right way. How to live righteously, he says, so that the man of God may be perfect. And that word perfect generally a lot of times translated mature thoroughly furnished unto all good works. In other words, the Word of God will show you how to live for God and how to minister unto the world, minister to your fellow men to do what is right. Folks, the Word is given to make us mature and to equip us for a life of service, the service of God in our fellow man. Now, no need to try to analyze it. No need to try to rationalize it. That is why Jesus came. The fact is, Jesus came to save. Now, the second thing I want you to notice is not only the purpose, but also the prospects. Who are the prospects? 
Notice that Jesus Christ came to save sinners. Now, I realize that sometimes we think, well, you know, that's understood. You don't have to say anything about that preacher. That's understood. But in Matthew chapter 9, the beginning of verse 9, it records the instance when Jesus actually called Matthew to come and be one of his disciples. And in the following verses, it says that when he sat down to eat, that many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him. Well, you can imagine the religious leaders of the day, they're watching this and they're going, whoa, 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 wait a minute, what's he doing, you know? You know, that'd be like one of us leaving here and going to the bar, you know? And and all of those uh, other religious people sitting around in there going, hey, hey, wait a minute, he's Baptist, what's he doing here? What's he doing here, you know? Well, that's what happened. These Pharisees and these religious leaders looked at him and they said, what in the world is he doing sitting down with them? And he said to them, they that be whole, and he was, I believe he was pointing a finger at them. They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. He said, I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He said, if you think you're okay, then I didn't come for you. Now, we know that he came for everybody. But you see, these guys, these Pharisees and these religious leaders, they were standing on their own goodness, their own piety. They were pious. Oh, what in the world is he doing sitting over there with those sinners and those publicans? Well, we don't want him sitting over here with us, but why is he sitting with them? And that's basically what they were saying. You see, they were depending on their own self-righteousness. You remember the words of Isaiah? In Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6, Isaiah wrote these words. He said, all our righteousness as are as filthy rags. Filthy rags. You know what the filthy rags were? The reference that he was making, filthy rags? Bandages. You know, when you go into the doctor's office, You'll notice that there's a track. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
trash can, and then there's another one over here that's all orange or red and has this warning signs plastered all over it and everything. This one is where you put your Kleenex if you blow your nose. But this one is where they put the bandages and the needles and, and all of that stuff that goes along. They don't want to infect anybody else, so they put that in a whole other area. Listen, that's what Isaiah was talking about. He says, all our righteousnesses are like the filthy rags, the bandages from the leper colony, you know? And, and it was like the, the nastiest and the worst. And that's what Isaiah said our personal self-righteousness is like. Not only that, but you know, Paul said, there is none righteous, no, not one. He says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus came to save sinners. And since every person is a sinner, then we all need to be saved. Now, some of you are saying, well, I'm already saved and praise the Lord for that. But there was a time in your life when you needed to be saved. Let me tell you something. You weren't born saved. Okay? You weren't born saved. And if you saved today, it didn't just happen to you. It was something whosoever will may come. They sang it just a while ago. Whosoever will. You choose. Listen. You choose to be a Christian. You choose to believe in Christ. You choose, just like with any other relationship you have, you choose to enter into that relationship with God through faith in Christ. It's not something that just happens to you. Jesus, the Bible says He came to save sinners. Well, we need to talk one more thing about the person. The person. Did you notice what we read in the beginning? Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Who? Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Listen, we know of and we have heard a lot about some good, good people. Some good people. Some people who have made a real difference in the world by their good deeds. You stop and you, you can go way back. Go all the way back to old Noah. Old Noah was uh, called by God to do a work. Now, he, he built a boat, you know. And I, I, that was an important work that he did. But you know what else he did that was more important than that? He preached 120 years to the people and without one convert. He didn't have any converts. Okay. But he stayed faithful. Listen, he built a boat, just did it the way God told him to do it. But while he was building or while he was, uh, while he was designing or while he was doing the architectural work, whatever as his, God gave it to him, he preached the word. Listen, what about Abraham? Abraham. What about Abraham? Abram and Sarah. What about them? What about what about Moses? You know, Moses received the, the Word of the Lord. He received the commandments of God and delivered them to his people. He was used of the Lord. What about King David? King David is, is, uh, is noted as, as a great, great king. And the, what about the prophets? We were reading this morning and studying in our Sunday school lesson, Jeremiah, and how about how Jeremiah was used of God to prophesy of the new covenant. The new covenant. The covenant of the heart where we receive God through faith in Christ. What about the disciples? They did some great things. They preached great messages. You know, Peter preached and, and 5,000 were saved. You, you go back and you think about those things. Listen, those were, those were great things. Mary and Joseph, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I, I would have loved to have just followed them around and just been hidden somewhere where they didn't know I was there, where I could watch because after all, they gave, 
Jesus, they gave him understanding. They, they helped him to know how to live. They protected him. They took care of him. There have been good kings and good heads of state. There have been great thinkers, Socrates and Plato and Aristotle. That's those philosophers that I was talking about. There have been many geniuses, you know, Einstein. What about, what about great writers like Shakespeare and researchers like Pasteur and Salk? And what about great inventors, Alexander Graham Bell? Who thinks that he may be king? He invented, you see, they were, they were inventors. Henry Ford. I like Henry Ford. What about the Wright brothers? You know, been great presidents. George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. There have been some that's not so great, but there have been great presidents. What about some of these great preachers like, like Wycliffe and, and Luther and Spurgeon and old Dr. R.G. Lee? You know, Billy Graham. There's nobody like Billy Graham. Folks, I want to tell you something. It was God's intention that all of these would do great things. They have helped us be better people. They have made life easier. And some of them even helped us to live longer. But not one of them, not a single one of them came with the ability or the purpose to save sinners. They can't do it. Only one came to do that. And only one can, could and can do that. Christ Jesus. Luke said, There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You see, He is the door to the sheep and He is the good shepherd all at the same time. And all others who come to try to take His place are thieves and robbers and fakes and heretics. He told the woman at the well that He is a well of water springing up into eternal life. To eternal life. He only can do that. In John chapter 1, verse 1 through 9, John wrote that He is the Word, the Logos, that He is the life, and that He is the light. He said, now John came to show us the light, but He's not the light. Jesus is the light. John the Baptist said He's the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Only one Lamb, only one, and His name is Christ Jesus. You know, following the most quoted verse in the Bible, I don't have to tell you what that is, do I? John 3.16. Following the most quoted verse in the Bible, Jesus said, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. You see, He came to save sinners. The message is simple. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And since everyone is a sinner, would you be saved today? If you're not already saved, if you've not already entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ, would you be saved today? Ponder those words. And you'll have an opportunity in a moment to call upon the name of the Lord.
to enter into a personal relationship with Him by His grace through your faith. Let's pray together. Father, we thank You that You make it simple so we can all understand. We thank You that Christ Jesus came, that He was willing to be the sacrifice that was necessary, that He was willing to take upon Himself on the cross all of our sins so that we might have forever forgiveness. And dear God, we're grateful that He saw us in our dilemma and came to rescue us. And that, Father, He, as He paid that price, He came to save us who are sinners. Oh, Father, He did so many other wonderful and great things that we talk about regularly. But God, we are so grateful today that we have the privilege to know that we can go to heaven and live with God forever and ever and ever as a result of what Jesus has done for us. Help us, Father, today to believe. Speak to our hearts, Father. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You are listening to the Sunday morning worship services of the Pruitt Baptist Church in Van, Texas with Pastor David McNary. If you have a Bible with you today, let me invite you to turn to the book of Titus. The book of Titus. Faith is one of the most important words ever uttered in the Lord's house. We talk about it freely, don't we? We talk about faith frequently. But sometimes I wonder... Just how many Christians actually have a grasp of the power of faith? How many people actually have a real grasp of the power of faith? Jesus says that by faith you can move mountains. Anybody got that much faith? No, don't raise your hands. I want us today to talk about the power of faith. Over in the book of Romans chapter 3, Paul says, Now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. Righteousness by faith, not good works. He didn't say anything about good works. He didn't say anything about that kind of righteousness. He says righteousness by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. Did you read that? Do you hear that? All them that believe. Listen, I'm included in that. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Therefore, he says, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. A person is justified by faith. Then over in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, he gives us a little more insight into the power of faith, saying... For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. That's kind of like that all word a while ago. Unto everyone that believeth. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. You see, in these few verses, the Apostle Paul has revealed to us that Faith is the means whereby we acquire eternal life. Now that's something we're all looking for, okay? That's something we're all looking for. Because we know that according to the Word of God, eternal life means uh, life forever in heaven. But he also tells us something important concerning this life. He said, faith to faith, that the just shall live by faith. Now listen, what he's telling us is that as we live out the remaining part of our lives. You see, we, we come to say, okay, I've believed in Jesus Christ. I've been saved. I've been 
born into the family of God. My baptism is a testimony of that. I know that's true. So that's all the faith I need. Well, let me just tell you a fact. You're going to need more faith along the way. You're going to need more faith along the way. We must live out the remaining portions of our lives here on earth according to faith. So we need to know a little something about the power of faith. We're going to learn that out of the book of Titus. Over in the book of Titus in chapter 3, we're going to read today verses 5 through 9. Titus 3, beginning of verse 5. He says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I, I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God, there it is, faith, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain." We're going to divide this thing up into three parts, and I want you to notice what he has to say to us in these three sections. Number one, in verses 5 through 7, he talks about the fact that faith has the power to save. Faith has the power to save. We do not really read about the faith in here that it links it to us in these verses, but we understand what he's talking about because it links us to the grace of God. It links us to His Son. It links us to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Over in Ephesians, Paul wrote in chapter 2, and of course those two verses 8 and 9, he shows us that faith and grace, faith and grace are the two integral parts of the same equation, the sum of which leads to eternal salvation. He says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now you need to understand that that word grace is best portrayed through love, through giving, and that's what God has done for us. Just as surely as we understand that we can be saved or justified through faith, we must also understand that no one can be saved without faith. Okay? Now what we said was, you can be saved. Faith has the power to save you. You can be saved through faith, but you must realize that it's only through faith. You see, you can't be saved by any other means. John wrote, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. And so you must understand that you have to have faith in order to be born in the family of God. Faith has the power to save. Over in Romans chapter 10, Paul wrote, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and listen, believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Folks, you have to believe in the resurrection from the dead. You have to believe in that. You have to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, and thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. 
for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You see, you have to believe in the resurrection from the dead. You have to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. You also have to believe the word of God because we are saved by the word, by the hearing of the word of God. So first of all, he tells us here in these verses that faith has the power to save. Secondly, he says faith has... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The power to produce good. Verse 8 again. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. Faith has the power to produce good in your life. Notice those words that he says, I will that thou affirm constantly. Well, that word affirm, that's an interesting word. That word affirm is, is similar to the word verify. And so what he's saying is that you have faith, but your faith is verified by what you do, by your activity, by your action. Your faith is verified, in fact, by your good works. Affirmation requires action. Affirmation requires action. Now, there's a lot of people walking around saying they have faith. But you know what? Whenever they come to a struggle, a problem, a difficulty, a trial, a testing, their faith doesn't work. It doesn't stay with them. It's not a faith with any power. And it's probably not, in fact, a real faith. Because our faith is affirmed or verified by the way we live our lives. Now, I want you to look a little further with me to see what faith causes us to do in order to affirm itself. If our Faith is going to affirm itself. Here's what it causes us to do. He said, I will that thou affirm constantly. Now, here's what he's saying. He's saying, look, we're not just talking about for yourself, but for others. You see, young people, children, teenagers, other young adults, uh, young Christians, they need to see that your faith works. It helps to build their faith. 
And that's what he's saying there. I will that thou affirm constantly. He, he says, encourage them that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. He said, you're showing them how to live their lives. You are affirming your faith and you're affirming it not only for yourself, but you're affirming it for others. Our faith should encourage young believers to do what's right and they should be able to see that in the way that we live, not just when you're at church, wherever you go. He doesn't say that a person is saved by maintaining good works. Remember what verse 5 says, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us. It's not our works are, are not what maintains our salvation. He doesn't say that we keep ourselves saved by maintaining good works. Folks, once a person receives the gift of God through faith in Jesus Christ, he is forever and always saved. That doesn't go away. Listen, you might do something bad someday, but you're not going to lose your salvation unless you never had it in the beginning. Okay? We all are sinners and we do sin. But God speaks to our hearts. He calls us back to Himself. We're prodigals. We run away. And then He invites us back and He restores us and renews us and refreshes us so that we might be a testimony and a witness to our world. Folks, faith has the power to produce good. And the maintaining of good works serves that purpose of affirming or verifying our faith. James chapter 2 and verse 18 reminds us that it's easy to say we have faith. And we've talked about this a lot of times in the past. Easy to say that you have faith until it comes right down to it, you see. And so he says it's easy to say that we have faith, but the true test of faith is really how we live our lives. How does that faith represent itself to our world? He says, James says, show me Thy faith without thy works, I'll show you my faith by my works. Faith without works is dead. A faith that doesn't transform your life, a faith that doesn't change you, a faith that doesn't cause you to participate and become active in living your life in a good way, that kind of faith is not a saving faith. Because the faith that we have in Jesus Christ causes us to be changed. It works to transform us from our old self. Now let me proceed in this last point with, a, with a, a very probing question. How much faith do you really have? How much faith do you really have? Well, I want you to notice this last part, and that is that faith not only has the power to produce good, but faith has the power, a true faith has the power to avoid evil. It has the power to avoid evil. It should be evident to all of us, I think, by now that it's important for us in our Christian walk to maintain good works. But along with that comes this second admonition, and that is to avoid that which is evil and or questionable. Now, in this particular instance, the Apostle Paul dealt with some problems that were plaguing most of the early churches. When you read the letters to the different churches you come to discover that he had to deal with these difficulties, these struggles, these problems that were going on in those churches. These are the kind of problems. He said foolish questions, genealogies, contentions, and striving about the law. They were the kind of problems that were disrupting the fellowships in his day. 
Well, let's take a look at those things. First of all, foolish questions. Folks, the presentation of the gospel is regularly hampered. It's regularly hampered by foolish questions. For instance, where did Cain get his wife? Why do we use that question? It's a distraction. It's a distraction. People will use that question on you to try to distract you from your main purpose, and your main purpose is to share Christ with them. Where did Cain get his wife? Well, what difference does it make? He got his wife the same place Adam did. God gave her to him. Okay? God gave her to him. That's all That's all you need to know. It's a God thing. He's the one who did it. The second thing he talks about is genealogies. Genealogies. Folks, some people seem to be more concerned about where they came from than where they're going. You ever stop and think about that? Well, the, the Jews were that way. Well, well, we have Abraham, you know. Well, we don't need Jesus. We have Abraham. Well, let me tell you something. Abraham needed Jesus. The Bible tells us that he needed Jesus and that it was by faith that he was justified. Folks, we all need Jesus. And where we came from, listen, I know, I know we want to think, you know, let's look back and see if we came from royalty. Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of people look back and they find that they came from a prison cell. But that's not so bad either because Paul spent some time in prison, didn't he? But he used that time in prison to share Christ. So we got foolish questions, genealogies. What about contentions? Well, people are driven by pride. And everyone thinks that they need to have their own way. Folks, today there are so many special interest groups in our culture that there are hardly any normal people left except me and you. You notice that? And I'll tell you what, every single special interest group gets attention. You know why? Because they make a lot of noise. They make a lot more noise about that than we Christians make about Jesus, I'm afraid. Well, the fourth thing he talks about is strivings about the law. Folks, people still strive about the law thinking that keeping the Ten Commandments will get them to heaven. They still think that. But Paul wrote, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. You can't keep the commandments and get to heaven. I had an uncle that believed that. I told him, I said, you have to believe in Christ. He said, yeah, but you have to keep the commandments. You have to keep the Ten Commandments. As he picked up his whiskey bottle and took another drink. Uh Uh-oh, preacher's going to talk about drinking now. Well, those are the things that Paul dealt with in his time, but I want to tell you there are a lot more evils in our world today that we can deal with, evils which need to be avoided. For some people, it's the use of beverage alcohol. I know some of you say that you do not believe there's anything wrong with it. But I find it hard to believe that any of you would say it was okay to serve it in our Sunday school classroom instead of coffee. What if we sent out a message going to have us a 4th of July fellowship here at the church? The church is going to provide the hamburgers and the hot dogs, BYOB. And everybody here knows what that means except the little bittiest ones. How would that look? You know, let's put these posters all over town. And how would that look? What do you think people would think about me? And what would people think about you? And what would people think about Pruitt Baptist Church. I'll tell you something. I was broken hearted one day. Pat and I left here and we went somewhere to a restaurant. We walked into that restaurant and there in that restaurant sat one of our Sunday school classes. 
they had decided to go out and eat after church. And sitting in front of one of the members of that Sunday school class was a tall beer just about that big. I was, dis- I was disturbed. Because he wasn't, just, he wasn't just testifying for himself. He was testifying for Pruitt Baptist Church. I wanted to go spit in it, but I didn't. Because that would be unchristian, wouldn't it? Okay. You know, maybe, maybe what it is for you is uh, uh, the use of foul language. Some say that's just the way people talk. I've heard that. I've heard that forever. You know, they <laughs> these new movies come out and they're rated R, and, you, and all of those all of those words come out, and you ask uh, you ask a young person, "Well, did you see that movie? Yeah. Well, what did you think about it? Well, that's just the way people talk. I don't. I don't. I mean, why can't we make it? better for people instead of dragging them down. Instead of making it worse for those who really believe in Jesus Christ. Well, you say, you know, in certain circumstances, if you're with with your peers or your friends, it's okay. Well, okay, then would it be alright for me to use that kind of language in my children's sermon? I don't want your permission because I'm not. For you, it may be robbing God to gamble. Robbing God to gamble. Malachi 3.8, God says, Ye have robbed me, but ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offerings? I know there's a lot of people that like to do a little gambling, maybe go to the boats. So let me just ask you a question then. Would it be all right for me to take a few thousand out of the offering plate and go to the boats? I promise, I promise that I will give it back and I'll pay 10% of my winnings. Would that be all right? That wouldn't be all right, would it? Would it be okay for you to take your Sunday school money or think about your tithe? Take your tithe. Well, preacher, you know, I'm running a little short this month, so I'm going to take my tithe and I'm going to go down to the boats and I'm going to, and I'm going to gamble and I'm going to win and then I'll be able to pay my tithe and I'll have money to live on and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't work that way. I guarantee you, you take God's money to the boats and you'll lose your shirt down there. The fourth thing for some, it may be a simple thing like spreading a little gossip. It, it's kind of a strange thing and it kind of, it kind of puzzles me that people are, oh, they'll say they're gossiping. You ever notice that? Oh, it's gossip. You know, it, it's a little gossip. We're just, we're just gossiping. They say they're gossiping, then they laugh about it. You know, it wouldn't be near as funny if you overheard someone else gossiping about you, would it? And what makes you think that if they'll talk about somebody else, they won't talk about you? So the best thing to do is stay away from it and not participate in it. Now, if somebody comes to you and starts gossiping about somebody else that's your friend, then just tell them. Don't say that. That's my friend. If it's true or not, doesn't matter. Just don't say that. Don't do that. Don't demean them. Don't tear them down. Build them up in the faith of Christ. Folks, there's all kinds of things that the devil uses to try to tempt us to compromise. To compromise our faith. But the, but the faith that is real has power. It has power to avoid evil. Make a note of this. Doing good is admirable. We talked about that. Faith has the power to produce good. Doing good is admirable, but you don't have to be a believer in Christ to do that. You know that? I've heard it. I can't tell you how many times. Oh, he was a good man. 
That's great. Was he a believer in Christ? You see, that's the question. That's the important question. Don't try to teach somebody how to be good until you teach them how to believe in Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. So you can do good without being a believer, but on the other hand, avoiding evil in this world requires an active faith. We just don't have the strength or the courage to overcome temptation without the power of the Holy Spirit. And the only way you can have the power of the Holy Spirit is through faith in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. So if we do not win the battles that are there now, we are easily distracted, we're easily deceived, and our witness, our testimony is deleted. It's wiped out. And it does nothing good. Well, we've been talking about the power of faith. And the Bible says that faith has power to save. It says that faith has power to produce good in your life. And it says faith has power to avoid evil. But all too often we sell our faith too short. We sell our faith too short. Well, preacher, I couldn't help it. Preacher, the devil made me do it. Now, y'all know what I think about that. If you say the devil made you do it, then we know who you're following. Isn't that right, Doc? The devil made you do it then you're surrendering to Him. You remember what Jesus told His disciples? He said, if any man will come after Me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow Me. Let him take up his cross and follow Me. Folks, I know we don't like it, but commitment and sacrifice are required to follow Jesus. You're going to have to leave this junk, the junk of this world, behind in order to follow Jesus. Some years ago, there was a famous tightrope walker named Blondine. On one occasion, there was a rope which was stretched across a shipbuilding yard, and, and Blondine got up there and he carried a man across that tightrope from one side to the other. Thousands of spectators watched and as he completed the perilous journey, and then he descended to the ground. But Blondine's eye was caught by a small boy standing nearby with his eyes and his mouth wide open in unbelief. So Blondine approached the boy and he asked, since you saw me carry the man safely across the tightrope, do you think that I could carry you? The boy replied, certainly you could, for I'm only a little fella, and he's a big man. Well, then Blondine said, jump up and I will take you. But when he turned around, the boy was running away into the crowd. You see, the boy believed that Blondine could carry him across the tightrope, but he was unwilling to commit his life into his hands. I think there's a lot of people like that today. They believe in Jesus, but it's a head knowledge. It's not a heart knowledge. You have to move it from here to here. You see, you have to believe, as we read a while ago, you have to believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, but this boy was unwilling to commit his life. And that's the difference, folks. That's the difference between saying you believe and truly committing your life to Christ. You commit your life to Christ, you're, you're talking about taking up your cross and following Him. That's a commitment. That's a commitment. Not always going to be easy. Not always going to be fun. There's going to be troubles. There's going to be problems. There's going to be difficulties. But you don't have to worry about them because God is still in charge. He's still the one who is in control and we don't have to worry about the other. Folks, true saving faith is 
always, always evidenced in the way we live out our lives here on this, on this earth, on this old earth. Listen to Titus, and this is going to be a close. Listen to Titus 1, 15 and 16. It says, Unto the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. Do you hear that? He said, your faith will be represented in the way you live your life. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him. Which is true? Which is true? What they say that they believe in God or the way they live to represent what they say. Father, thank You for this day. Thank You for the Word of God. Thank You it's always dependable, that we can always learn and we can always understand and we can hear Your voice through the Word of God. And dear Father, I pray today that You'll speak to our hearts, each and every one. Dear Father, I believe with all my heart that the Holy Spirit has touched the heartstrings of some folks here today. I believe there's some people here today who've never uh, taken that step of faith to believe in Jesus, receive Him as personal Savior and Lord. And dear Father, I pray if that's true, that You'll, by the power of Your Spirit, touch their heart, draw them, Father, to Yourself as only You can do, so that they might believe and be saved, be born into the family of God. And dear Father, I pray for Christians today because, Father, so often we're, we're willing to compromise. And dear Father, we need Your courage. We need Your strength. We need a faith that has a power not only to do good, but to avoid evil. Help us, Father, to immerse ourselves into the love of God in such a way that, Father, we might sense Your power and Your courage and Your strength that our faith might grow day by day. Now, Lord, this is your time. This is your service. And I pray you use it in any way you see fit to touch a heart or a life uh, for the cause of Christ. And I pray it all in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the Sunday morning worship services of the Pruitt Baptist Church in Van, Texas with Pastor David McNary. A podcast of the service is available on demand at the KCAA website at www.kcaaradio.com. To listen to the service at any time, go to the KCAA Sunday schedule and click the podcast link under the image of Pastor McNary. The Pruitt Baptist Church is located at 9908 State Highway 110 in Van, Texas. The Sunday worship schedule includes Bible study at 9.45 a.m., morning worship at 11 a.m., and evening worship at 6 p.m. For more information about the Pruitt Baptist Church, visit their website at www.pruittbaptistchurch.com or call 903-963-7473. Bob Vila here with my home improvement tip of the day. You've heard the old saying, measure twice, cut once. When it comes to do-it-yourself projects, there couldn't be a better motto. Here are some tips for sizing up jobs around the house. Don't use a 25-foot tape for measuring for a 6-inch cut. Better to use a smaller tape that's easier to manipulate. To transfer your measurements to the surface of the material you're cutting, 
First, press on the edge of the tape and roll it until the edge makes contact with the material. Then, put the point of your pencil at the measurement and flick it up and to the right, and then to the left. That'll give you a mark that's very visible, yet small enough at the point to maintain accuracy. Also, keep a clear perspective on how accurate your measurements really need to be. For example, if you're cutting drywall, a quarter-inch gap isn't going to make a big difference. You can always cover it with tape and mud. Not so with wood trim, even though a little caulk goes a long way. And with clear finish woodwork, you'll need to be more precise. Get more info at BobVila.com and right here at home with me, Bob Vila. If you don't know what it's all about, Dr. Jolly will tell you on What's It All About, Wednesday afternoons at 3 on KCAA 1050 AM. Are you still trying to spray away your embarrassing bathroom odors? Now you can vent them away through your toilet as they occur with the MG Toilet Odor Venting System by Manderley Gate. There are no filters, sprays, or batteries to ever buy or replace. Let MG equip your toilet and never worry about embarrassing bathroom odors again. Go to MGEquip.com or call 1-800-542-9616. Again, MGEquip.com or call 1-800-542-9616. MGEquip.com or call 1-800-542-9616. What a great gift idea. Thinking about buying a home or maybe just refinancing, let the mortgage voice Jeff Barton guide you. And I think if people get the expectation going into the process, there's less likely to be freaking out at the end about what's happening. The Mortgage Voice, Saturday at 3 p.m. and Sundays at noon here on KCAA 1050 AM and 106.5 FM. KCAA. Question. What do you get when you mix a barrel of fables, a sack of mendacity, and a gross of whoppers topped with a thick layer of subterfuge? Answer. The fiasco called Trump Care. We're going to do something that's great, the Donald Trump did when he endorsed House Speaker Paul Ryan's bill to displace Obamacare. But Trump Care was great only in the sense that it was a great big bloated concoction of lies. Start with the original lie that right-wing Republicans have harped on for nearly a decade. Obamacare is a total failure. We'll, quote, repeal and replace it as soon as we get control of the national government, they shouted. Then, when Trump happened, he made killing Obama's Affordable Care Act his top legislative priority. Ryan chimed in with a perfect imitation of Chicken Little, squawking that the ACA is in a, quote, death spiral. In fact, the president and the speaker were lying. While Obamacare has flaws that require fixing, overall, it's been a tremendous success. It has reduced by almost half the number of Americans who had no health coverage, benefiting especially many white working-class people who had supported Trump. Moreover, the overwhelming majority of the millions who gained ACA coverage are satisfied and glad to have it. Undeterred, the Trumpsters tried another chicken little tale. The health law is doomed, they squawk, because it's been unprofitable for the insurance giants, so they're withdrawing. Bogus! 
In fact, the profits of Aetna, Cigna, Humana, United Health, and other managed care corporations have soared under Obamacare. The biggest one, United Health, has seen the value of its shares skyrocket by a spectacular 480% since the ACA expansion of Medicaid. This is Jim Hightower saying, that's why Trump is so hostile to truth-based news. Actual facts exposed his lies. KCAA Loma Linda, where you can always listen by phone. Just call 701-801-4444. This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. As more and more states legalize marijuana, some medical experts have a warning for parents of teenagers. Studies have shown that use of the drug by adolescents can have an adverse effect on brain development. It is addictive. And we also know that the younger an adolescent is when they start using marijuana, the more likely they will be to become regular, heavier, and develop an addiction. Then, a recent study shows that female athletes have a higher risk of concussions than men. Women tended to experience concussion in about the same way as men did. Even though women may be more likely to have a concussion in our study, it may not be that it's so different, after all, when it is experienced. Those two interviews and more are straight ahead on this week's show. Stay tuned. InfoTrack begins right after this. You get in your car, start it up, and press the gas. And from your phone, you hear, and you respond. And then in your rear view, OMG, it's a COP. And then you learn that a ticket for texting and driving is nothing to LOL about. You drive, you text, you pay. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. There's people who care where I'm going And good friends who welcome me home So get up for thing of freedom Drive the American road And will a full thing of freedom Find your own highway We'll take you wherever you go Marathon, fueling the American spirit Yo, everybody get up! Everybody get up! Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep and she don't know where to find them. Go, Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. I have to get to sleep. Tom had a stressful day, and now he can't shut down at bedtime. Need sleep. To fall asleep fast, millions of people turn to Unisom Sleep Gels. They're non-habit-forming and quickly help you sleep soundly so you wake recharged. Mm. Tom? (sighs) Unisom Sleep Gels. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use as directed. Active ingredient diphenhydramine hydrochloride. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. 
Dozens of states have now approved the use of marijuana for either medical or recreational use or both. But some medical doctors are concerned about use of the drug by teenagers, and parents of teens should listen up. With this story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're talking with Dr. Cheryl Ryan. She's a professor of pediatrics specializing in adolescent medicine at Yale Medical School and chairperson of the American Academy of Pediatrics Committee on Substance Abuse and Prevention. And they recently issued a report titled Counseling Parents and Teens About Marijuana Use in the Era of Legalization of Marijuana. This has been an important issue for teens and parents for a very long time, but you believe it's become an even larger issue today. Tell us why. Well, I think with the recent laws that have been legalizing both recreational use as well as medicinal use of marijuana, the whole topic of conversation is much more prominent now. We're hearing more about it. There are more programs on television. Young people are hearing more about advertising, particularly in those states that have legalized marijuana. And I think it's just brought the whole conversation to the forefront where before, it's not like teens were not using marijuana, but it just wasn't part of the public discourse like it is today. And certainly the legalization of the recreational use of marijuana has made the conversation between teens and parents maybe a little bit awkward because teens will look at it as though, well, the government has kind of issued a stamp of approval on this. How do you make that less awkward? It is awkward because a young person may come to a parent and say, I don't know why you're objecting to this. It has to be okay. It's being legalized. It's being legalized for recreational use in adults. It's being legalized for medical use. So what's the big issue? It's got to be safe, right? We wouldn't be legalizing if it weren't safe. That creates a dilemma for parents on how to start the conversation when we know it's being legalized. And I think probably adults and teenagers alike generally have the attitude that, well, marijuana is fairly harmless. Absolutely. And there actually is data today showing that over time, teenagers have begun to think of marijuana use as being less risky than teens did in previous decades, even a few years ago. So there is this perception that it's benign, that it's safe, and that in some cases, some teenagers feel that it's got to be safer than something like tobacco, cigarettes, or alcohol. Can you talk for a moment about the health effects and the health concerns for teenagers, particularly their brains are still developing at that age, right? Correct. We now know the science is really accumulating a lot more information about short-term effects of marijuana, but also about some of the long-term effects. Now, the short-term effects beyond the euphoria and the intoxication that a teenager is choosing, desiring by using the marijuana, we know in the short term they are going to experience things. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.